That was absolutely stunning. In thinking about the things that, that Dacker shared, business leaders, for those that are, are creating something from scratch, like entrepreneurs, for those who are working within organizations, wanting to move up, he's really talking about the entire notion of, um, of emotional intelligence, of connecting, first of all, with ourselves, not being in denial about our emotions, and second, being really intentional about the human tendencies that we all have at the end of the day. The fact that people by nature want to be cooperative. And if they are not cooperative and compassionate, it's usually because they become cynical, uh, either through abuse or through abusive relationships. Oftentimes it's a complete lack of self-esteem or that sense of powerlessness. So if we want to get the most from ourselves, and the most from our teams, first of all, there has to be that sense of forgiveness, that sense of compassion, that sense of shared journey together on uh, what is sometimes known as spaceship earth. I would encourage all of us to become simply more, more aware in two dimensions. First of all, this is self-awareness. Uh, we do want to push down our emotions and, and sometimes just say, I don't have time to be sad. I don't have time to really think about this. I'm just going to push it away. And that would be great if we mark time in our schedules to come back and say, now let me consider my feelings of sadness. I've created some time for that. But we, uh, we don't do that. And so the more that they stay suppressed and pushed down for a long time, we may forget the cause of it, but we don't forget the the sense of unease and unsettled. So self-awareness, uh, when we're happy and joyful, feeling on top of the world, taking a few minutes to just remind ourselves, so how did this come about? Uh, it was probably not because I was superwoman. It was probably because some people really helped me along the way, which helps us to share credit. And shared credit is actually an unlimited resource. Credit that we just want to absorb just for ourselves is at the end of the day, a diminishing resource. So self-awareness, uh, studying ourselves, understanding our, our own thoughts, our own patterns, our own emotions, sometimes just letting them roll. And the ones that we need to work, of course, how to curtail is when our own frustrations come forth in angry words, angry thoughts toward another human. When those do happen, uh, we have an amazing human gift, and that is the gift of asking for forgiveness and saying, I am so sorry, I should not have done that. I know that the strong leaders that I've been blessed to be mentored by over the years and that I still spend time with are absolutely wonderful with that. They understand that nobody's perfect. People are going to make mistakes. And so the ability to sincerely acknowledge a mistake and to apologize for it increases influence, increases power. The second area of awareness, of course, is other awareness, other people. One of the seminars that I give, I often say there's a way that we can become better with dealing with humans. And all it takes is a flick of one finger. And then on the graphic, it's a picture of somebody turning off their smartphone. Uh, the amount of time that we are consumed with our phones and our devices and connecting to individuals that aren't even there often detracts from our ability to be present to the people that are there. Understanding these basics of facial expression. Uh, if this is really interesting to you, then I definitely would recommend studying a little bit more about the work of Dr. Paul Ekman. Uh, he was the first one to really study how faces can reveal emotions. And that unless somebody is a really skilled uh, actor or a con man, etc., then emotions are going to reveal themselves sometimes in the most fleeting look on a face, sometimes as short as 250 milliseconds, and then it's replaced by whatever facial expression they want to manufacture. But these basic facial expressions of disgust, of anger, of fear, sadness, surprise, happiness, these are true across all cultures. And many of you have traveled all over the world and you've been in places where you don't speak a word of the language. They don't speak a word of your language. 
And yet facial expressions convey so much and carry on a great deal. Growing to understand smiles and the difference between a, a true smile and Dr. Keltner in his book, Born to be Good, spends a great deal of time, an entire chapter on this notion of smiling, that people that scientifically look at these things, observe the movements of particular muscles and decide if this is a smile that is a really legit smile, what is sometimes called a D smile or Duchenne smile, and also those that are not legit. Uh, Dacker participated in and led a study based upon studying the college graduation yearbook photos of 110 graduates of a small women's college from 1959 and 60 called Mills College. 30 years later, these women were interviewed about various aspects of their lives, their relationships, their general happiness, their well-being, their health, etc. And there was a strong, statistically significant correlation between the warmth of their smile, the warmth of their smile when they were in their college yearbook photograph, and their later happiness and stability and general feelings of well-being in life. And so sometimes we put on a smile that's all below the eyes. It's all in the lips. But we need to understand that a true smile reveals much more and allowing ourselves to feel that sense of joy and happiness because that can come through so much. 